0: Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Travis.
0: We are back to talk DC TV this week. Some Supergirl, Flash, Black Lightning, and Arrow. Uh, second episode's back for these shows. And I guess we'll jump right in with Supergirl, which kind of featured a very comic book slash forced, but uh, ridiculous way to get eight, four girls together to go to a distant planet. And they can they can be the only ones to go. Uh, kind of a cool setting, though, to bring back Livewire and what do you think of this episode travis
1: i enjoyed this episode a lot um, uh i must say i thought that supergirl assembling her own kind of like a suicide squad while well, some members that would be in the suicide squad was a good way and the blue star making me and not not be able to accompany her resulted in her to having to do this and i think that the best scenes for me were uh when and Brainy going at each other and brainy not thinking wink contribute anything. You guys talked about that last podcast a little bit too. That's the way he usually is in comics and stuff. You don't like he's more that way, but it seems like Buddy's getting a better chance for to let himself grow as character. And I'm really enjoying that. And Livewire got to come full circle, and I actually cared about her by the end of the episode, which was it shows a lot for the writers to.
2: Yeah, I ended up liking this episode quite a bit. I. It kind of reminds me of the, I think, was it the first episode of this season where they, or no, the first one like after the Dominators and they go to some planet. It was the one that um, Kevin Smith directed. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. The,
1: Myers, the My- Journey to Mars one.
2: Yeah. So it, it kind of reminded me of that, of, of her having to leave and go to this other alien place. But I liked this episode way better than that one um and yeah i did i liked the team that they put together and like like you said travis i normally don't really care for livewire that much her character the just the way that she's portrayed on the show but i i ended up liking her a lot in this episode and you know actually felt something for her at the end um and yeah i love the interactions between win and brainiac that was fantastic and something that i wanted to see for a long time and got to do that nice little fist bump for win at the end because i wanted him to to get something right and he did I
0: agree and this is something that definitely changes the format of the show sending a group of people away. I thought it was a cool different dynamics you get to see with a couple of heroes. We got to see more of Saturn Girl, get a little bit more about her. Uh, I still want to get more information about her and then teaming up with a couple of villains to try to take down take down a bigger villain and it was pretty cool the way they did it. It was mostly believable seeing seeing Livewire out being just a horrible waitress, that was fun. And then, you know, continuing her story, I'm always a fan of re- returning characters. So I was glad we got to see more of her. Kind of kind of bummed that her story is done now. At least that's what it looks like. You never know with these things. But uh, I guess a pretty a like, bit of a hero send off for her.
1: It was nice to see her character come full circle like that. And also, we don't know. With all that She could have a doppelganger on Barry and Oliver's Earth earth one we don't know so we could see her come back but like you said i think this might be it for her recurring for a while on supergirl
2: anyway uh the other part that i i thought was interesting too is rain like says that the the human in her is stronger than she thought and that's i think that's something that we've all been thinking is going to happen is that human side is going to try to overtake her and that's probably what's going to end up happening at the end is you know um supergirl's gonna have to talk her out of it and get her to kind of overcome this rain part but they've they're already kind of sowing the seeds for that in this
0: episode i agree yeah and they've got they also had the nugget about how rain doesn't need the yellow sun to have powers that's how she was able to to get to oh, yeah that that location and also to <laughs> still pack a punch um so she's definitely pretty powerful uh if if it wasn't evident already she got such a
1: Dr Jekyll Mr Hyde thing going. She at the end of the episode she goes to them and tells she tells Alex that she is forgetting a lot of time and she, that she has she's not doing stuff that she's supposed to be doing in her day-to-day life. So we're going to I think we're going to see pretty quickly what she's going to figure out what's going on with her, I think.
0: You would think so, yeah. And we also got to we got the babysitting adventures of Alex Danvers uh spending more time with Ruby. I think that's almost it feels like they're testing out to see if that if in universe, it seems like Alex is getting a chance to to re- remind that she does want children to remind her that and maybe one day Ruby will be in need of a mother. Uh, so I think that that relationship was pretty cool to see. And it's cool to see Alex even on crutches still being showing how tough she is uh, and scaring frightening a little child from ever bullying. <laughs> again. <hopefully. laughs>
1: I really enjoyed that, too. That was a great scene. And also, I think, like you're saying, I think they're testing out to see, going forward, maybe Samantha's going to have to sacrifice herself to stop Rain, and I think they're just testing to see how well the chemistry is with Alex and Samantha's daughter, because maybe Alex will end up taking care of her, as that's usually how it goes in these heroic stories.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping that well, obviously I don't hope that Samantha has to die, but I'm hoping that Alex and Ruby at least get to spend some more time together or Alex I just want Alex to be happy, I guess is what I'm saying. Right.
0: And and like you guys said, I'm curious to see how that, that Samantha Rain relationship plays out in the future. With her, she's gotta do something soon, you know, to figure out try to figure out what's going on with her. I'm curious to how that's gonna play out.
1: And we didn't so, even talk about the other world killers we yes. don't know who they are. When they're going to show up? Except I'm sure the lady who pushed her friend out of the way. I'm sure she's one of them. As I'm pretty sure that alluded to that at the end of the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so I we, think so. We didn't get much from Sarah Douglas's character. Good to see her back in the Superman world, but uh, yeah, we do get the nugget that there are more World Killers, and if Supergirl can't take on one, I don't know how she's going to take on several. Uh, so I'm guessing she'll need some help with that. Yeah. Onto the Flash, we really get a an Elongated Man-focused episode. He finally gets his name in this episode, and Barry is still in prison. What do you think of this, Travis?
1: I really enjoyed the Ralph part of this episode. Uh, I thought he shined. I thought he channeled his inner Jim Carrey from the mask a lot, which <laughs> is what I want to see from this character. Uh, the new tricksters were okay a little campy, but they're trying to recycle them from the Naughty show so that's to be expected but the one thing I'm I'm done with Bebo returning I think <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know yeah, maybe I that think, was the Bebo showing up was for people who hate Bebo because Bebo just shows up in melts
1: that's what I was thinking too but uh Rory catches it on fire too so
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's enough Bebo uh like you said i it's kind of It was interesting because, you know, Trickster and Prank were actually the the goofiest part of this episode. And we got to see Ralph, the elongated man, Dibney, whatever you want to call him. um, We got to see him in the more serious role in this episode. And I I really liked it. I think he did a great job. And I actually, you know, felt for his character. He does a lot of bad stuff and he's not the greatest person. But at the end of the day, he really does care. Uh, Something I wrote down, though, from the beginning that we just kind of made fun of the ending of the last flash episode where it says henry allen was here but now they just had to like up the ante and say so is barry and then he doesn't he doesn't know how to count with lines like when you get to four you put a cross through one and that's how you you like group it in five you don't just keep going with lines come on barry I can't believe you actually counted the number of lines there. Cause I did not put that much thought
0: into it, but yeah, it was funny. They just doubled down on that. We made, we made fun of it last episode they doubled down on it. Uh, apparently Barry's already a little, um, getting, having some mental issues with, uh, with being in prison. It's already affecting him. He's sort of just randomly jotting down on prison walls. He wants people to know he was there.
1: Yeah. You know, what's going to help with that. Having a best friend Goldberg in jail.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: I'm going to be honest with you, if I ever did end up in jail, I'd want Goldberg as my best friend. <laughs>
0: that's, that's, a, that's a good point. And I really like this. I really like this little, I mean, it wasn't even the B plot, but uh, just the little bit showing Henry Allen helped him out. Now he's going to help out Henry's son. I, I thought that was really cool how they helped each other. Um, you know, we don't know anything about that character and what, what he's in there for or anything about that. Just to see him help out right at the start, that was pretty cool.
1: Uh I also thought one thing I jotted down, which made me laugh pretty hysterically at the start, the team realizes that the only reason Ralph's been agreeing to like help them and do the superhero things because he thought he was invulnerable and could never be hurt.
2: Yeah.
1: And they're like, You you really thought you laughed? I really busted at that, I must say.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that like you talked about with Ralph's journey here, it shows him you know, he overcame that to actually instead of just talking about being a hero now once you actually risk your life you really become a hero and that was cool to see him step forward uh a little bit that way and not just not just be helping because he thinks there's no risk involved
2: right
1: well we gotta give him props to the actor for the melting noise because that was funny all around both times especially the second <laughs> time <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I gotta gotta say, yeah, I don't don't love this new trickster as much, but we're also comparing him to Mark Hamill, so it's not really fair. But it was cool to see the original prank from the 90s TV series. That was the same actress she was brought back. She was the second prank in that 90s TV series to Mark Hamill. If you don't know prank, she was kind of Harley Quinn to the trickster's Joker before there even was a Harley Quinn. Uh, So really cool. Just another way to tie it back into the 90s series.
1: I like the storyline that went with the tricks already. He was trying, just all he was trying to do was impress his dad, which I really enjoyed because he would try to, he should be trying to live up the Merrick Hamill and he never will like his character.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was fun. You know, the little, we got to see the picture, the old picture of them from the nineties and their really interesting looking costumes. But yeah, like you said, a nice way to tie it back into that nineties TV show.
0: All right. Well on to the second episode of black lightning. This picks up really right where we left off in the pilot. Uh, continues a lot of that story directly. What would you think of it, Travis?
1: Oh man, this is best episode of the week. Um, in my opinion, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't. Be- I didn't. Things happened that I didn't expect. I didn't expect Lila to shoot his cousin right away. Like they, like that was pretty much in the first act. I couldn't believe that. And same thing with the his former class, former student. I couldn't believe that they're they just go. they're not afraid to do to push the pace and not drag it storylines. And I really enjoyed that. And also the I want to know more about Lynn and Gamby, because I think they have a checkered pass. and I want to see more about it back when Jefferson was blacklighting the first time,
2: yeah. that was the the thing that that really like stuck with me too, was their conversation when they're talking about, him being addicted, like addicted to his powers. And Lynn tells him at one time that's just the addiction talking. So I'm really interested in that backstory that hopefully we're gonna be uncovering over time between Gamby, Lynn and and Jefferson. Um the other yeah, the other thing that I I wrote down too is the just how much killing has happened. So we might have to start counting up the deaths and it might catch up with arrow pretty quick. Like a lot of people die in this episode and like you said, they're not they're not really shying away from that at all.
0: I think one thing with the the deaths is they they feel more impactful uh, yeah. each time someone dies, and it's not just sort of oh here's six more six more random dudes to shoot or, or anything like that. It's everyone's impactful. You care about Londa when she <laughs> she gets shot. Uh, you sort of feel bad for Will uh, just because he's you know he obviously he isn't a perfect guy, but you feel bad because he was in over his head a little bit from the first episode. Uh, but yeah, this episode picked up pretty well. I, uh, from the first episode, I liked a lot of the things we did. I was, you can see some things where they, I was worried that they would settle into a format, you know, like, Oh, here's another case. Uh, some girls in the hotel. I was worried it would be, it would feel case of the week and you know, okay, now we gotta, we gotta introduce these three Uh, romantic relationships right there and I was worried a little bit but it it all came back around and it was again it was executed very well well done like Lala only in two episodes he's gone but I mean one of the most memorable two episode runs for a villain Um, and I just love the way the story continued I thought it was smart to show we, we saw how scary Lala was in the first episode and then to have him next to tobias and just be terribly frightened of him i thought that was really cool because even though we haven't we hadn't seen tobias do do a whole bunch to that point we can we know he's he's they're sort of building this aura around tobias that he is he's a scary dude you don't want to mess with him and we see more from him later in the episode obviously but i think they're doing a good job to build build up tobias in limited screen time
1: i couldn't agree more time i also was thinking after watching the first episode okay, Lala's well, our sub-big so bad. we'll get him till episode 9 or 10, and he'll <laughs> and give Black Lightning Tobias' name at the end of the half of the season, and he'll go forward like that. But no, he's gone right away, which <laughs> is awesome, because they're not dragging anything out. And one thing that makes me think of when you talk about that uh, with him dying is I'm thinking more and more that the lead inspector that we see a lot think he might be under Tobias's payroll because I don't understand how he can get in there and get out so quickly without having control from the top down with that precinct. So that's something that made me think like a couple things that made me think after episode one, but now episode two has got me spinning, which I love. I must say this is awesome. And I love the, the relationships that you see go through with Anissa and Jennifer and that's just struggling with her powers and struggling with her relationship and telling people so it's gonna be cool to see if she comes forward to her father at some point
2: yeah and the just the how much they're setting up to bias now and like you said i was totally not expecting lala to go out after only two episodes i thought i really liked him as a villain and i thought they were setting him up to have a bigger role for longer but that just goes to show how maybe unpredictable predictable this show might be which is okay and yeah Tobias just walking into the prison like nothing just picking him up with one hand like nothing and just killing him that made me even more afraid of this crazy guy who you know literally fed someone to piranhas in the first episode so I'm now more afraid of him than after that
0: right and we just get a little bit more of Vanessa's learning about her powers that's cool how that's like I like how they're slightly teasing it in, in an interesting way uh stepped up a little bit from the last week's episode so I like that. Um, I also think I'm guessing Lynn is going to be one of the more unlikable characters on the show just because she's in the thankless role of being the one person who doesn't want the superhero to do superheroic things and that's keeping them apart. So it's like, it's like the impossible role that that you see a lot of times in TV shows that she has a lot of good points and we didn't see what black lightning was like originally when he first jumped on the scene. So she might have great reasons, um, but it's also tough because we know Black Lightning needs to be out there doing Black Lightning things.
1: Yeah, it, it would be like in Breaking Bad, his wife <laughs> to do Breaking Bad things.
0: That, that's exactly who I thought. That's exactly the comparison I thought of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it's, it's it's a terrible role because you it's a thankless role. Luckily, she's pulling it off well, um, but it is a, it's a tough role to be in.
1: She yeah. makes me feel like she's hiding something because she's not really talking much about her day-to-day life outside of them and also one thing i was happy with was they answered my qualm about last episode with being able to tell just look at black lightning he's got the only facial hair the same person <laughs> but the uh, the girl said it was hard to see him because it was like looking into a spotlight when you're looking yeah. at face; you couldn't focus so i was very happy that they addressed that right away so good underwriters for that
0: yeah that was smart and obviously they can't do that to the audience, uh, because that wouldn't that would look terrible on TV if we just every time Black Lightning was in the action, it looked like a spotlight. But I'm glad there's an in-universe in- excuse for it. We also one last thing we see Jefferson Pierce, man, one fight back is Black Lightning. He got beat up pretty bad. It took a lot for him to recover.
1: Oh, he he I love the scene when he came in. Black Lightning, my man. <laughs> and he went and told him what floor and everything and that that whole scene worked well it was kind of a bit on the marvel side of the netflix shows but the hallway scenes although arrow does this too so it's it's good to see one shot like that and uh they're really pulling it off with the action i must say
2: yeah we we got some cool visuals too when he he needed to heal after he had been through the action and stuff and it. Uh, I'm really digging the the different special effects they're doing to show the electricity like coursing through his body. I agree. So, in
1: here.
2: on to
0: Arrow episode titled "We Fall." Uh, the team is split up into two versions of Team Arrow. There are a lot of secrets and lies being thrown around, as per usual. <laughs> and Caden James is terrorizing Star City. What'd you think, Travis?
1: I think that Oliver has learned not to lie. I wonder how many episodes it will last. <laughs> yep. But I enjoyed some of this episode and I do have some uh, criticisms as well. I guess I didn't like how they pretty much unceremoniously killed uh, a person who's been on the show almost since the start in Pike. He died with 500 people like yeah. just a little, a little electrocuting. I figured if he would ever die, it would be like something a little bit more meaningful so I didn't like that. But I did love the banter between the new team Arrow for saying suit up. I enjoy that stuff. And the vigilante thing threw me for a loop because I didn't see him going with that angle.
0: Yeah, so I'm also a little disappointed in the way Pike was sent out. I mean, we we never really got to know him very well on the show. He, never, he was mostly there for exposition and things like that and just pushing the story along where he could. But for someone who's been around so long you would like to get to see them get a bit of a hero's well a hero's send off of some kind uh so that was disappointing and the new team dynamic uh i thought there there was some fun stuff with that although I was a little a little disappointed in how they are constantly talking about new team arrow and uh you know a very heavy handed dialogue in terms of well I'd rather have um people i work with people i can trust in any technology any day i thought a lot of that was very heavy-handed and the full most of the episode was so focused on secrets and lies uh that when when oliver said no more secrets and lies at the end i, I wanted to say well i'm gonna hold you to that because uh, i sure hope that's the case
1: that's exactly how i was thinking as well <laughs> i i couldn't believe it but I, some stuff made me mad too like william got saved by oliver and he's still pissed off. And Yes, I know your dad love, but he's like a cool superhero. He's like, you know, chilly a little bit. For God's <laughs> sakes, man.
0: Uh, well, well, the Green Arrow the isn't end, exactly viewed like the Flash is. So that's a little bit different there.
1: Yeah, he's running in Flash backpack too. So like, oh, it's okay for Flash to be a hero. Your dad's a hero, dude. Like, <laughs> like it's pretty awesome. And uh, there's a couple other things. Like, where's the federal government? <laughs> in all this like there's a city that's being held hashes it's not like you can't well yes he just removed Wes Gideon but I'm sure they have planes actually no he takes care of that too oh just answer my own question there we go that's why we do these things
0: they're uh they the government is doing whatever they were doing during the Dark Knight Rises uh, and uh, the city was isolated there well,
1: just watching the screen
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're monitoring from a distance yes
1: uh I did enjoy that he finally William finally came to terms with it though after Fishley was talked to and I I did enjoy that scene a lot of her just like breaking it down because she has been on like the girl in the chair since season one that so I'm sure that can't be that gotta be stressful at times too. So it's good to see that he's finally handling it. But yeah. I still have no idea where we're going with this season.
0: Yeah, and I was I wasn't as mad with William being upset as you were. I thought he you know, he Asked his father to stop. He did, and then he returned without telling him. I, I don't blame him for being mad at that. Uh, but I w- I was glad to see him. Sort of. I'm glad he is a part of the team now, and in and, and you know knows everything that's going on. So I'm glad that came got worked out. There was another one thing.
1: Okay, I got it then too. When they kept saying Cordo Maltese over and over and over again, the only other time they've been there or had anything to do with there, Malcolm has had things in Cordo Maltese. That's where he trained Thea right. and Br- Thea. So that's, I just jotted that that as Malcolm is the only one that I know with connections to Cordo Maltese. As, right, so... Uh, just in case.
0: I'm not sure if that's going to tie into what's going on with Kate and James or not. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they kept mentioning Cordo Maltese specifically.
1: And I didn't have that much of a problem with the ending where I was seeing some... Twitter chatter that people weren't happy that he paid, uh, paid him off. But if you don't have any idea of his plan, you don't know where they are, they have control of everything, and they have a thermobaric time. I don't see why paying it. paying for a few days to give yourself
0: time is a problem.
1: That's one thing I didn't have that much of a climb about.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's going to have ramifications. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, I 100%. <laughs> I
0: don't know how it's how it's going to fit in. I'm not sure what Ken James is planning. I don't think... $10 dollars, uh, even to, if it bankrupts the city, I don't think that's gonna uh, satisfy him. So, yeah, I, I have no idea what his plan is, really.
1: Um, I just really hope that he shuts him down by the 18th episode and then he just goes on to run from the law for the last few episodes of the season. That's that's my hope head of season turn, Brian.
0: That, that's what you want, uh, Oliver to be on the run from the law,
1: yeah. I want him to be like. Say that he's green air on him, come after him, and him be on the run for so many episodes.
0: They could, yeah, they could do that. I, I don't think they will. Um, no, I don't think they will either. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what I hope. But, uh, you could obviously, I'm not running the show.
0: They could throw him in prison and then adapt the Escape from Supermax film. So.
1: Yeah, well, that's that would be a good way to start a season too. To be honest with you, that like we go right away in him into him being in prison and then we backtrack from
0: that a bit yeah but i'd like to see that film one day so i don't i don't have a problem <laughs> don't, like, don't, hey, use don't, touch this. don't touch this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh that is this week in the aeroverse lucifer is also back with a new episode a very, very tom welling heavy episode legends of is still off and gotham we just found out is going to be returning march 1st so after the winter olympics there i guess and uh, we'll be back with a lots of with a new new Poison Ivy and a lot of weird stuff going on in Gotham as per usual. <laughs> well, Travis, you want to let everybody know where they can get a hold of you? Uh,
1: you can follow me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line and we can chat about DC or anything superhero anytime.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow.